My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once, with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Here we go. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast. I'm here in Michigan. What, what is that? Why, why do we pronounce that? I've heard that pronunciation. Is that a joke it, or is that like an accent that Michigan I feel have? like it's a bit of an accent thing that people – because yeah. we – when we go down south, when we go a little bit to the east coast, everyone's different, right? Yeah. But yeah, I'm from Michigan. I don't know. <laughs> Almost like a little Minnesota type. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't. I just don't want to make. I want to make sure I'm not being disrespectful. Oh no, you know, it's just it's just like a fun, Come lighthearted on. way yeah. to pronounce it right. Well, I'm I'm here with Jake. You're listening to Jake here with uh, Jake's Lawn Care. And and what what part of Michigan are we actually in? We are currently in Clarkston, Michigan, at Clarkston. my house. I know you just uh, left the uh, beautiful apartment living with Brian and <laughs> yeah. Novi, Michigan. So yeah. now you're in the slums in Clarkston, right? Oh, geez. Well, I wouldn't say that. There's just a lot of, you know, the interesting thing, there's so many of you folks here in Michigan and, and you know, you get to see a lot of things like, you know, uh, many years ago when I came like for the first time, I did the whole like Detroit scene and met up with Keith and did all kinds of stuff, went downtown and, and I always come in the winter, I guess, which is good and good and bad. I don't I know if that's the right timing, Naylor. <laughs> the water was all frozen, like in mid waves and rapids. Sure. Bizarre. And you know, across the way, I could see Canada. And yep. like, this is nuts. And like the tunnel was there and all the statues. And I was trying to get all some good B-roll and stuff and watching the trams go over. So like the city of Detroit's kind of cool from a, Very a tourist cool. perspective. I'm sure the locals are like over it, you know. Sure. But, yeah. But I mean, when you've never been there before, there's a lot of cool stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it's always cold, winter. So I'm sure it's a lot nicer in the summertime. Yeah, the spring and the summertime, and in my opinion, too, fall. You can't beat Michigan. A fall time in Michigan, oh my gosh, the colors, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll have to make that a point to come up here. And, you know, like, it's one of those things in our, in our industry, I guess, it's hard to do these kind of things in the summer when sure. it's, like, super busy. And that's, like, you know, where most of us are, are mowing lawns mm-hmm. amongst other things, you know, whether it's landscaping or whatever else. So the winter is kind of like the slower time unless it's snowing, you know, sure. then, then you that's kind of why everyone, I guess, does stuff. Like, like Brian has his conference now two years in a row in yep. the winter, you know, so it's just one of those things. So we'll have to find a way to have, like, a summer thing so we can come out and see. Because, you know, every time I come, Brian's like, oh, man, the grass looks awful. You yeah. got to wait till yeah. like, summertime. Exactly. It looks like that everywhere. It looks like that. Well, it doesn't look awful, I wouldn't say, in Virginia, but it's not as green and lush. Sure. It's kind of like, you know, like, hey, it's cold. Yep. You know, we're not getting as much nutrients in the soil, so we're going to, like, take a time out. Sure. So it's kind of yellowish. You yeah. Know? But then you go down to Georgia, and Paul's like, I can't stand, you know, Georgia this time of year because everything's just brown and dormant. Sure. You know, like, like in Florida, you know, the further south you go, you just have all this brown grass, you know, sure. during the cold season. Then it gets all super green again when it warms up. So anyway... Enough about all that. <laughs> so we're here with with Jake. Uh, I've been traveling around Michigan. I was here 
yesterday um, to interview Brian for a YouTube video uh, to do some some snow setups. Okay. Um, like a little kind of get to know the pro spinoff uh, snow series, as well as have a, a podcast episode with him and, and trying to just get with whoever I haven't gotten to mm-hmm. before in previous visits, you know, whether, whether it's going to Brian's conference or get to know the pro or whatever. I mean, there's just so many, there's so many great people. Oh, it's crazy. Every time I go to a different state, like I find more and more, or I go to a live event and, you know, I just yep. meet more people that are following me on Instagram or just meeting me for the first time or YouTube or whatever. And, and, but they're in that town. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. So, but you know, there's only so much time, so you got to play exactly, all that. Yeah. So, so here I am, I've heard a lot about you. I've, you know, heard you on the podcast, like Brian, Paul and everything and part of the community. So for those of us uh, that haven't heard your story sure. yet, uh, why don't you go ahead and kind of start off by giving us that origin story? Sure, absolutely. So my name is Jake Meisner. I own Jake's Lawn Care LLC. I'm 25 years old. I it's hard to say when I officially started JLC because you know I, many like many other guys. There's been the high school kid that you know goes around does the neighborhood stuff. That was me. I went to college, continued my lawn care cutting seasons through the college season, had buddies working for me, but I would also go back on weekends. So I went to Grand Valley State University, which is on the west side of the state. Okay. So it's out in Grand Rapids. So I was studying exercise science, basically was hoping to become a sports nutritionist slash strength coach for hopefully a collegiate team, if not professional. And then I graduated college and I came back and was doing the whole summer gig with running the land, the lawn care and landscaping setup, and business just boomed almost overnight. Wasn't expecting it, and then I kind of had a decision to make. Am I going to go with what I studied in college? I mean, I went four years to college, spent money on a degree, right? but I'm also making a lot of money in lawn care and landscaping. So ultimately, I decided, you know what? I'm going to go down the entrepreneurial path for now. Really love it. And... I don't think I'm going to make a turn anytime soon. Absolutely love it. Um, service around 85 to 95 residential and commercial clients uh, for lawn care. And then for snow, I would say it's about a 70-30 split between 70% residential driveways and then 30% being commercial snow accounts. Okay. And are, are you solo? Like are, I am have, solo. Okay. Yes. Occasionally we'll have you know the helping hands here and there. Right. But it. I know it's tough to find work, but I also listen to Corey Ballard and, you know, he inspires me too, where he's like, there's, there's workers out there. There's people that who, who need jobs right. who are willing to work. Um, so right now with my business platform, I'm very similar to Brian, where I'm an owner operator, occasionally have help. I know he's kind of going in the direction of having more helpers, right. which is awesome. That's right. really cool that he's able to make that jump. But for me right now, it's depending on myself. I'm 25 years old. I can certainly handle it. I enjoy it. So I'm having fun right now. That's awesome, and and this is this is your house that we're in. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you own this yes, house. Yes, I own this house. I have a mortgage. Congratulations, yeah. twenty five with your own mortgage. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of it, but no. <laughs> um, I, mean, I live it, here with my fiance, and you met Lola, our sweet dog, and we were in an apartment for the last two years, and then in October well, we moved in here. That's you guys there. That's us. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so. So you. You know, that that's probably part of your story, part of your journey too. Like, we're, how long were you planning? 
was it kind of like a, a sudden thing? Like, hey, you know what? Let's let's get a house. Or was it something? Because, you know, Brian's got like this epic sure. backstory. Of yeah. They just like ate like, you know, ramen noodles Absolutely. forever, you yeah. know, until they could start making. Yeah, now he's eating Chick-fil-A yeah, and all every this day, you know? steaks. Yeah, 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 he's a baller, he's man. He's got a property that he owns yep. now that supposedly he's going to build some epic house. Yeah, you know? hopefully like, we'll be a their big party and we'll be invited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was telling me all about it yesterday. He's like, I can't wait, man. I'm going to invite everybody all the time. We're just sure. Gonna be, we're just going to be having a time of our life. I was like, yeah. sweet, man. But, uh, um, but yeah, so was this, what, what, what was this? This was always the goal to have a house because as soon as I started renting an apartment, yes, it's your place, but you're, you're throwing money out, right? right. You're not, you don't, you're not you're making somebody equity. else. Yeah. You're making someone else money. Exactly. And no, no shame in that. But I just knew that I wanted at the end of the day to have my money going towards something as a business owner. Like, you know, when you buy something, it has to make you money in, in right. a certain time period. Right. So the goal was to obviously show and prove that, you know, JLC is making money and I wanted to buy a house. So we just busted our butts. My fiance supported uh, my business. I'm. It was interesting graduating college with her. She has her same degree in exercise science. And I feel like a lot of guys my age might struggle with the fact that, oh, you know, you own a lawn care company and, you know, necessarily seeing the judgment from certain people, whether it be older individuals, people who are younger than you. But I feel like I had a vision and a goal of what I wanted to do. And there's goals that, you know, we haven't hit every single goal just yet. Right. But the fact of the matter that we can, you know, have a house, we can put a roof over our heads, you know, food. It's just really cool to be able to rely on yourself to make things happen and have a support system behind you. Yeah, that's awesome. How long did you, you didn't say how long you guys have been together? Did you? So we met in college. We were good friends. And then basically the second half of college, we were in a relationship and we've been together almost four and a half years and we've been engaged over a year now. Awesome. So, what are the big plans looking like? Well, right? let's see, really you know, with, with COVID, right? Um, yeah, that's, that is challenging. At least you didn't have, you didn't have something planned. We did before. not. Okay. Thankfully yeah. we did not. Yeah. I think we're going down more so like the eloping path. We might just go on a pretty <laughs> little vacation and yeah. get it done. And, and then, then maybe later on down the road when things are more settled. Exactly. Down. Hopefully have a little party with friends and family and yeah. But, you know, just focusing more, it's about us. I feel yeah. like a lot of kids these days, there's pressure to, you know, have the big extravagant wedding and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, when it comes down to it, a forty fifty thousand $50,000 day is not really worth it when uh, you can put that towards the house or something right. like that. Yeah, well, and I, and, and I mean, I think there's a lot of pros and cons and, and valid points to that. Like you said, I mean, obviously, the, the, you know, not, not to knock that by any means, sure. but that doesn't mean that you should withhold you know, you, you guys want to be officially married. And, mm -hmm. and again, there's a lot of talk, could be a lot of talk about that too. It's like, you know, some people don't even believe in that. Like we're just together, like who cares? Yeah. What's a ring going to do? And a, but there's so much sim symbolic and so many different things. And I guess it's all about what you want to do. Exactly. What you believe in. And, and to your point, like there's a lot of like outside pressures to like, oh, I have to have the big, crazy, you know, like elaborate wedding and mm -hmm. this and that. And, and, then, and then if you can't do that because of pandemic or finances or both, sure. Now you're like, well, we can't even and get married and now you just you know might be feeling a certain kind of way because you're just engaged for eternity yep. or what it like it just becomes a whole downward spiral so sure. i think to ultimately to your point is don't don't like be held back or held up on that kind of stuff exactly like, at the end of the day if you want to get married and, and there's other things in the way temporarily mm -hmm. 
go ahead and get married, like yep. you said. You know, go just make it official, and then you can yeah. make something fun of it later on when it's when it's more feasible. It all, it all doesn't have to happen in one day. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Rome wasn't built in a day, right? right exactly. <laughs> and then you guys know, like, hey, you know, we're married. We're, we're husband and wife. That's awesome. We mm-hmm. can say that now. And, you know, it's it, it's cool. And, and I think that goes to you can tie that into our business, too, how people are always trying to be like everyone else. They see a setup and like, oh, I need that. I need, you know, whether sure. they're solo or not. And and you get really caught up in that, right? And social media could could be good, good and bad for that, making you think that you have to have the biggest, sure. baddest, you know, equipment and setup. And, you know, I'm good friends with Mitchell's Lawn Care, mm-hmm. you know, Mitchell yeah. on uh, Instagram. Mitchell Gordy, yeah, right? Yeah, yep. down in North Carolina. And I mean, he had a crew, you know, so for the longest time he had like, just like epic setup, you know, mm-hmm. now he's solo and people that are like stumbling upon him now and he's on YouTube mm-hmm. now and everything and building that up. Like the, if they don't know his whole backstory, like what in the world does this guy have all this stuff? And he's solo. Yeah. like, well, how did that even happen? I mean, one, none of that happened overnight anyway, even with a sure. crew. I mean, the whole process was built up, but I mean, still like, you know, people could think that that's what you need to be solo. Mm-hmm. And no, you don't. Nope. You just you just need whatever you need, a truck, a mower, yep. whatever. You don't even need a trailer. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just, what you need to do is a good job. Ultimately. Correct. You need to do a good job and you need to get paid. <laughs> Those yeah. are the two needs, exactly. think, right? Yeah. Because I I mean, you so. could do a good job and not get paid and that's a failing, a recipe for failure. Absolutely. And you could uh, not do a good job and be getting paid and that's not a good you know reputation yeah. for you either. So I think those are the only two needs, equipment-wise, it's whatever the heck you have and can get and, you know, want and all that yep. f- to be able to do that good job. You know sure. what I mean? Whether it's a big mower, small mower, 50 mowers, one mow, whatever, yeah. you know. Whatever so. fits the agenda and the platform yeah. you're targeting. Sure. Yeah. So what um what what services do you offer? So I know you talked about, like, we talked about snow off air. But yeah. What about, like, during the season? During the season, we do weekly lawn care. We also do mulch installation. And then I would consider, like, as Brian says, light scaping, you know, soft scaping, yeah. mulch, um, whether you have, you know, some rocks that need to be thrown down. I don't do anything in the hardscaping patio type stuff. I would actually really like to. Uh, I got a buddy, Alex Leica, I'm sure you've heard of Leica Lawn and Landscape. Um, he's venturing down that path and I'm hoping to kind of be his wingman and learn some things and um, whether or not, maybe now that I'm a homeowner, you can do some stuff over <laughs> here and show go. me how it's done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the basics and then obviously spring and fall cleanups, prunings, um, really the light easy stuff. Nothing too complicated. Right. Um, because I'm not going to project on my clients that I'm a professional in fertilizing or that I'm an arborist because that's not my interest and that's not necessarily my skill set. So right. I'm not going to just, you know, blow smoke up somebody. Right. And uh, so then we do that. And then obviously, as you can see now, it's snowing and I'm <laughs> getting anxious figuring out what we have to do over here yeah. in Michigan later. But um, and then snow removal. In the winter time, yeah. So what? And so so let's let's pivot right into snow sure. removal. What what? Uh, you said you have commercial and residential, correct? Also, yep. And that's the same for lawn care. You have commercial and residential, correct? Yes, okay. that's cool. heavier on residential on both sides, snow and okay. lawn maintenance. So I'm I'm assuming, but correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, is the commercial snow and the commercial lawn? Does that kind of go hand in hand? Yes. Or do you just have like some random? It, not they random, do go hand in hand. Isolated. And then we do have some isolated accounts as well. Okay. That, that you do lawn care and no snow or correct. Do snow yep. You no might, lawn you might flip. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a budget, right? Yeah. So. They got a budget. And also, you know, not to, not to knock it. There's a lot of loyalty in some, in some Absolutely. cases where they just have a really good snow guy that yep. that's all he does or they do, sure. but they do a, a phenomenal job. And, 
but they don't do anything else. Correct. They're like, can you just do everything but yeah. the snow? And, and eventually that might lead into the snow for sure. you. Sure. Know? Like if, you know, maybe those guys retire or something happens or whatever, and at least you're there. Like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Just let you know. Exactly. Do snow if you ever need it or if he's in a pinch or something. Sure. I so. feel like a lot of people, too, might get annoyed with that. But I feel like if you have a client who's very loyal to a certain season, I think that's a good perspective on this is who your client is. They're going to be very loyal if you do a good job. Exactly. They're going to be loyal to you as well. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of, I totally agree. And I was talking about that, I think, a little bit with Brian, either on camera or on the podcast yesterday. But because that's, hopefully that means they're going to show you the same kind Correct. of loyalty. And you could completely like butcher that by mm-hmm. giving them an attitude or whatever. But, but again, it's all about what you want to do. You know, maybe you just are dead set on, you know, it's all or nothing for you. Sure. And then that's fine. And there's and nothing wrong with that. Do. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Nothing but, wrong with that. Um, and sometimes you don't even offer snow. So it's like, well, that's fine. I'm glad you have some yep. snow. Cause exactly. Because you might lose an account sometimes if, if, you, if that's the one thing you don't do. Correct. Like, I don't want to have two different invoices. You know, yeah. I just want one, a one-stop shop. So I've been saying this a lot lately that you really, everyone needs to find their sweet spot. Yep. You know, this goes back to earlier in our conversation just now that you can't just copy everyone. You can't think that everyone's setup is your setup, mm-hmm. especially in social media. You see different states and different areas sure. within a state. Just in Michigan, it's, yeah. there's so many different, you know, where Brian is is totally different than here, like neighborhood-wise, weather-wise. You mm-hmm. know, the storm comes through and he's getting different type of snow than you are and all this kind of stuff. Sure. So um, it's it's just great. And then up in Lansing, there's probably nothing over there. But like, Yeah, who knows, thing, right? You know, it's just wet or something. So. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like that in Virginia. It's kind of like that in probably every state mm-hmm. with with weather-wise anyway. But it's also like that with the type of customers, the type of properties, the type of work that people want. And all that should dictate the type of setup that you have. Right? Absolutely, you know, what, it should. It shouldn't be like what you want. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want, I want this 72 ZK, yeah. you know, right, ZK. Like, okay, but you've got these little cookie cutter properties. Exactly. What are you going to do with that? Thing? Yeah. One pass and you're done and a whole ton of trimming. Like, what <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you turning around 50 times and running up the yard? Yeah. Like that just doesn't make sense. You know, you got the dually and all that. Like, no, like I know we all think that's cool, but if you don't have the right properties for mm-hmm. it and then, and then people are like, well, I'm going to get the properties for it. And it's like, okay, well, is that really the right yeah. thing to do? It's like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Sure. You know, like, like Brian wanted a new truck. He was saying on the podcast and it's like, okay, well, I need to step up my snow game to afford the truck. Like he's always been in the snow game, but from mm-hmm. a very uh, small perspective, you know, shovels and snowblowers, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, well, can I get the accounts that needs a plow? And then mm-hmm. I get a truck and it all pay for itself. Yep. You know, it's not like he's just like, I'm just going to get in the snow right out the gate exactly. you know, and buy a brand new truck and plow because I, cause I want a brand new truck, yeah. you know? So I'm just going to start doing that, which if that's your thing, you can do that too, but it's, you got to go into everything for the right reasons and really think it all through and find, find your sweet spot. Absolutely. Um, so back to snow, do you, do you plow and salt? Yes, I do. So last, the last two years I did just plowing and then I slowly started plowing to see with truck. Yes. Okay. Correct. I started with uh, the F one fifty that you see out in the driveway, um, with a light duty plow. And then two years ago I purchased an F three fifty. And so got a bigger plow on that. And then we threw the salter in there. Um, so I just was hearing, you know, numbers about what, you know, certain prices and percentages you can make on salting. And um, I am a very small fish in a very big pond, but I started offering um, salting application. It's mostly just for commercial accounts. You know, you typically won't see salting with residential type stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um 
And is your approach different for the commercial accounts versus residential with snow removal? I mean, you just talked about salt, mm-hmm. but uh, about the actual plowing or snow removal? <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a different approach for sure. It depends on, because um, when people think commercial, they just think, oh, there's, you know, big buildings and how do I get in there? How do I get into the Home Depot or the Costco? It, there's a lot of different avenues to building that rapport. So for instance, we manage a church that unfortunately we don't do snow removal for. We do everything else during the season. Okay. And again, like you said, they're very loyal to their snow guy. Will there come a time in a conversation that, you know, maybe we'll take care of our snow? Hopefully, but you never know. But those accounts that know that we do snow, if they happen to have another client or someone say that's a commercial application, oh, we need a snow guy. Oh, well, you know, our guy Jake, who does an amazing job here during the spring, summer and fall, he might be interested. Um, but then you also have certain accounts like um, I have a commercial account that is all just sidewalks for an HOA. And so technically it is residential, but it is commercial. There's a management company that right. is involved. And um, obviously you have to have your insurances, your work comp, all that type of stuff. But there are so many different avenues to commercial than just, oh, there's a house with a driveway. You right. know, Right. Yeah. Um, and, and what, how, how were you, did you do that right from the get go and you started your lawn care or are you kind no. of, no. So basically I, it was 2018, I graduated college and I was doing the whole thing in the summer and the fall. And I said, you know what, I'm going to try and get into snow removal. So I lined up with my lawn care clients that I had currently. We got the driveways. Um, you know, they were excited that they were like, oh, great. You're going to be like our all season guy. And so it started with that, doing a couple neighbors and then obviously clients that we have. And it's slowly it, in this world. It's all who you know. And we we're making connections to then make that jump to, oh, such and such owns a condominium building. Let's see if we'd like to price that out and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um I wanted to dive in a little bit more uh, about the details of like, you know, some pros and cons to residential versus mm-hmm. commercial um, snow plow or snow, snow sure. maintenance, I would say. And, you know, like the different types of customers and maybe some, like I said, some pros and cons and tips for anyone that's thinking about maybe getting into sure. either that this business altogether or they want to add that on to yeah. their existing business. And, and uh, just for context, 2018, that was we're in 2021 mm-hmm. now. So um, just for people that are knowing. So it's been about three years. Yeah. So that you're still very that. green, you know, but yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that right after this quick break. Cool. Hey, guys, it's LCR. Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear Polarized Sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LawnCareRookie by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, ToroEyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company, it's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them for real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E eyewear.com. Hey guys, it's Naylor. Has there ever been a guest that you were listening to on a podcast that you wanted to ask a question that just wasn't asked? Well, now's your opportunity 
send me an email at lawncarerookie at gmail.com. Tell me who you want me to interview, what question you want to ask them, and for that matter, if there's any questions you have for me that you want me to answer, and I may give you a call and answer the questions live on the air. All right, we're back here with Jake in Michigan uh, talking about his snow removal, snow maintenance uh, services and setup. And I wanted to dive in a little bit more, like uh, focusing on not just the actual process of, of the the equipment aspect and the service, mm-hmm. but what about maybe the mindset and uh, the type of customers you do commercial and residential? And, and I know just from a mowing perspective, mm-hmm. that's a, a different dynamic, sure. and different ways of handling it, not just from a billing perspective, but just, just you know, the type that you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, kind of the rapport yeah, almost. Yeah, the rapport, the psychology, you know, the psychology of it and and just the, the way that you take care of those two types of it's almost like two versions of the same sure. service. So. Absolutely. Um with residential, you're typically going to have people that you know you have all different age ranges right you know there's a guy like me who's 25 owns a home and then you have little sally that lives across the street and she's 80 years old right so you have to understand that there's going to be a different mindset between each of those homeowners i feel like you almost have to do like a weeding out process if that person is um, very particular and very ocd about their yard it might not be the best idea to take them on for snow just because they might see, oh, there's a quarter inch on the ground and they're already getting wondering, where's where's my snow guy? Why isn't he here? Right. But obviously you have contracts in place. So for instance, our residential contracts for driveways, they know that we're not going to come out until there's at least two inches of snow on the ground. That's pretty common here in Michigan. I don't know if it's different in different states, whether it be half an inch, an inch, three inches. I'm not quite sure. But around here, that's pretty typical. And then with commercial, depending on the style of commercial, you have condominiums. Those are typically an inch to inch and a half. And then you have some type of commercial that are zero tolerance. So, for instance, if you know there's going to be a dusting like today, they're typically going to pre-salt and handle that. I, thankfully, do not have any zero tolerance accounts. I wouldn't sleep. During the winter season, <laughs> right? It's uh, I don't sleep uh, real well, even knowing that there's going to be just an inch or inch and a half of snow, just because there's people relying on you. Um, so I feel you really need to make sure that your clients are clear on what your expectations are of them as what they can expect from you. And having it all written down on paper and signed with your clients is a big, big part of the snow industry because you might have some individuals that are like, well, we're at an inch and a half mark and we're at an inch and a quarter. Mm, well, it's like, okay, I understand, but I do have maybe of clients that are a zero tolerance. You have to take care of them first. They're paying right. they're I mean, they are paying for you to be right. there. Right. Um, and occasionally you might have something that's close. I typically err on the side of caution. I like to just be there if I can, if I, if I'm able to be there and I have the time and I like to go that extra mile, but you can't do it every single time. You have expenses just like everyone else. So I feel you just have to really target who you want to target in on. I've had some instances where I've learned, I got a gut feeling, uh, last year on a snow account. I was like, Oh, this is going to be a really, you know, I saw the the bill. And I was like, this is going to be a great account. But I kind of had a bad vibe from the guy who was ahead of the association. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be fine. This will be this. And it was terrible. So you ignored your I gut ignored feeling, my you know? gut feeling. Because of the price, because of the money. Exactly. Yeah. I chased the money. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is this looks like profitable. Yeah. And you you always have to step back, take some time to really look at the numbers. But also you have to 
heck, you can talk to your fiance or your wife. Hey, what do you think about this? And I feel like you really need to think through everything and feel your emotions before you just make a rash decision, excuse me, just yeah. based on money. Yeah. Well, what, what we're, do you mind sharing what's, what's oh, some sure. of the issues or red flags? Yeah. yeah. After the fact, um, you're like, oh no, here we go. <laughs> one of them, uh, one of the accounts, it was a condominium association in a, kind of a wealthier area. And one of the red flags was that they had um, like a shed on site with salt. So the guy was like, oh yeah, we don't need you to charges for salt we have salt you're just strictly the labor to put on salt so i'm like yeah. oh that that kind of stinks where i'm not making necessarily the extra margin on salt but hey it's one less headache to worry about <laughs> right. but then it was just like certain things where they were going off of more so their expectations than what was written on the contract so i was i was young and i was like you know what I don't want to lose the account because maybe what if they sue me or something like that? You know, I didn't really read through all of the literature and understand that. No, I can, I can hold them accountable to what we signed on the contract. Right. So just making sure, you know, stick to your guns and making sure that you're both on the same page and explain even ahead of time, Hey, we might have a situation like this and you might have this expectation, but I'm going to follow what's written on the contract. And that's exactly what you would like. Correct. And they say, Oh no, that's what, that's our expectation. Okay, cool. I just feel like if, as long as you're having the conversation, you're on the same page, everything should be really smooth sailing. Yeah. That's definitely some good advice. And what um, what what are some things that you learned that you haven't mentioned yet, potentially to to go forward with um with the snow removal? Like any lessons learned? I feel like you should always be asking questions to someone who's bigger than you. Um, I feel I always have tried to been be a problem solver for myself, and you can't figure everything. You don't know what you don't know, so. Don't be afraid to ask questions, and especially nowadays with podcasts like these, social media, the fact that I could just simply DM you on Instagram or DM Brian and say, hey, what about this? You know, what's your thoughts on salt versus brine? You're just asking these questions for people who've actually experienced it. I think you're going to have a lot more luck than just trying to figure it out yourself. Yeah, for sure. So when you first started out, did you have any, like a mentor, anyone to lean on or, or you just kind of figured it out I, on your own? I really figured it out. I'd watched a lot of YouTube videos. Okay. Thankfully, Stanley had been making snow removal videos yeah. several years ago on snow. Brian, I think had more so the um, snow thrower type videos out, which, hey, I mean, that helps everybody yeah. to get it started. Yeah. Um, so for the snow removal, I kind of, I just went for it. I said, you know what? I have the clients. I've watched videos. I've read up on boss plows and stuff like that. I right. had, my dad had plowed, you know, back in college and stuff like that. So I had somewhat of resources, but looking back at it, I was like, well, that was kind of a ballsy move to do something <laughs> like that. So, yeah. 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 What's your future goals for snow removal? Like, are you going to try mm -hmm. and continue like uh, growing that part or yes. are you going to transition in or out of commercial or residential? So for me, I feel like, you know, anytime I see snow flying, it just stresses me out, get a little anxious. But I think that's also because I'm still so new in the snow removal game and I try to I have to think of things from a client's perspective. More than likely, they're not thinking Where's Jake? You know, the snow is still going and yeah. whatnot. Um, Potentially, right? There exactly. could be some of those people that, th that think you're supposed to be there for zero. They have a zero tolerance mentality, sure. but they're not paying for zero tolerance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, where are you, Jake? And yeah. you're like, uh, 
I'm sitting on my couch yeah. playing doing, out the doing day. a podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> I'm getting ready. Um, I would really like to get more involved in snow removal, um, just from the standpoint of from going from residential to commercial. I really want to target in on some commercial accounts for next year. I have a good friend, um, his name's Kevin. He owns Yeti Snow Service in Windsor, Canada, and he will be making the transition to living in Michigan. His wife lives here. She's going to school. And And um, for those that don't know, Canada's not too far away from here. Not too far. He's, I mean, you just drive down the border and he's, you know, 10 minutes from here. But he has been in the snow removal game for 10, 12 years. So not only am I having kind of like a life coach, but I have someone who actually wants to go into business with me. We've been in correspondence and he has the connections, I think, to really take us to the next level of going from just residential and commercial to just full commercial and taking care of some big accounts. Awesome. So I feel like really connecting with people and um, you got to realize too, you can't always just rely on yourself. You do need others to help you go to the next level. Right. And how did you... uh how did you connect with him again? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So that that's another transition. That's where I was thinking about going with that when I uh, lost my train of thought for okay. a second there was um, what? how did you get involved in social media and, and how big of an impact clearly it's, it's been yeah. for you? So I really, when I first started like an Instagram or a Facebook page, I was just thinking, oh, let's promote Jake's lawn care. Let's hopefully, you know, some friends can share some stuff. And if there's people in the area that need lawn care, they think JLC. Yeah. So it was more of a marketing thing. Exactly. It was more marketing And then slowly I was seeing, oh, you know, Brian does this or, you know, I see Mitchell does this. And I feel as though... Like on social media, yeah, like on you social just kind of stumbled upon them exactly. as you were going through yeah. those platforms. You know, through that discover. Exactly. Yeah. So then I started following them. And now Instagram and Facebook, um, sometimes Twitter, I don't really use Twitter, but they're more so teaching tools now I feel than just connecting bases and just saying, oh, yeah, I know such and such. You're really able to learn from individuals. And for instance, sharing like some trials and tribulations, you can certainly learn from those who have gone through the certain situations or if they had a similar situation, how they handled it versus how you handled it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's there's obviously people talk about like hacks, like how to find the business hacks or how Mm -hmm. to shorten the learning curve. And I still think, and I know a lot of people will would agree with me, like the Brian Brian's Law Maintenance, you know, and the Stanleys, and you know, the people that have been doing it for a while, or uh, they, they they and they're on social media. They they would say that we still have to kind of learn certain things. We have to almost like take our lumps in a, mm-hmm. in, in a way or whatever. Like we can't just. Um, shorten every curve. We can't just, you know, take every shortcut. And there's just certain things in life that you you have to go through to to get to that next level Absolutely. in order to level up. You can't, you know, yeah, there might be, you know, a, a secret, you know, warp pipe that takes you to another world or something, yeah. Super Mario Brothers or whatever. But ultimately you missed stuff from a board that you skipped over. Correct. And you can't get all of the stars or whatever the heck it is. And I'm, you know, I'm dating myself now, but, you know, you can't get all of the, you can't 100% complete something unless you go back to... The, whatever you skipped over yep. and complete it. So maybe that analogy makes a little more sense after I fleshed it all out there, <laughs> but you know, so yeah, but, but I, I think the biggest thing is just having, um, having mentors, peers, just having other people, like-minded people, you know, whether, whether, whether they're shortening your, your curve or not, it's, it's just having someone else to kind of lean on and talk to and have sure. a camaraderie, a friendship, you know, maybe even that develops with people and just, just that. And, and, and it helps everyone else grow, Sure, you know, right? Like hopefully we can all together, like raise our prices and get these markets. Mm-hmm. I hear the Michigan markets like out of control, how low it is for like mowing, yeah. for example. And, you know, 
Brian always gets frustrated when I'm like, these yards you're showing me, they get like 35 bucks for it. We get like 50, 55 in Virginia and Atlanta, they get 60, okay. you know? Yeah. It's just like, what? Mind boggling. You know? yeah, yeah. It's mind boggling. It's, it's just a totally, and that's another re that's one of the main reasons why when people ask us that are on YouTube and Instagram, like they just, they want it, they want a shortcut, right? Mm -hmm. They want the hack. They want it shorten a curve. How much would you charge for that yard? How much you charge, like the yard that you just showed yeah. or whatever, or how much for a 10,000 square foot yard or, you know, what do they throw out some numbers and you're like, all right, whatever I tell you isn't going to help unless you're literally in the same town or state Correct. as me, not even the same state, same town, same area. Like it's not going to matter because unfortunately things change different markets and it shouldn't really be that way. I mean, I guess it, it should to a certain extent, but it's a huge extreme in mm -hmm. some cases. The example I just gave you is crazy. Yeah. You know, I didn't know that for the longest time until I started getting to know people in Michigan. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's like 35 bucks all day for these mm -hmm. 10,000 square foot yards or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, what? Like, that's yeah. crazy. We get like 50, 55, depending on how much edging and all and trimming mm -hmm. and all that kind of nonsense is, you know, some hills or whatever. So that's always going to fluctuate. But there's still a big difference there. So, um, you know, you, you really, again, goes back to what I was saying earlier in this episode. You can't just take everything that you see and hear and, and think that that's the only answer, sure. the only way you really have to figure it out yourself. So like I tried to answer those questions with, well, here's how you can find your numbers or here's mm -hmm. how you can find out a price for you and what's, what your market is. And, you know, definitely challenge that, push that. So hopefully the more we share that, communicate that and help people find out where they're, where the numbers come from so they can find out their own numbers mm -hmm. and we all can just educate each other. We're not necessarily shortening the curve. We're just making each other better. Yep. You know, the, like Brian's been saying recently or said that it stuck with me, you know, rising tide raises all ships. Mm -hmm. So if we can just all lift each other up, you know, then it, the whole market will hopefully get better. Cause Absolutely. I think Troy Clogg said on, on either Paul or Brian or both of their episodes that you know Troy Clog obviously oh, yeah. right? he's a big deal here big in Michigan. Boy, yeah. Um you know he he it's like he says you know or he said it truck prices have gone up but the same $40 yard 10 years ago is still $40. It's still 40 bucks. I but, remember but, hearing that. Yeah, yeah, but trucks have are not the same yeah. price. Mowers are not the same price. Gas nope. Not the same price. It's not a huge difference, but it's it's not the same price. So Correct. it's like everything else is going up, but our prices are yeah, not going up. Something's got to give here. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think it's easier for landscaping and fertilizer, anything that you use, product, material, that kind of stuff. For some reason, uh, customers included, we we think it's it's easier to raise our prices because we don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. The the companies, the manufacturers that we're getting pavers from, or you know, fertilizer or weed control, whatever it is. They're raising those prices, mm -hmm. you know, and we're the ones that are not raising. Yeah, am I just supposed to eat the cost? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, so we have to, by default, raise our prices. But for some reason, when it comes to the things like mowing, you know, it's like, or even mulch, you know, mulch doesn't necessarily fluctuate that much. So, but it's like, you know, we can't just keep charging the same awful rates, right. you know, we need to, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, we need to push the, the, the boundaries, know like how long it takes and how much we need to make and mm -hmm. just kind of figure that out. But it's... Hopefully together we can we can raise raise those rates. Together. I certainly hope so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, it starts. I've been seeing so many guys now that are you know sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. They're kind of the future because they're getting this message. They're, they're starting to realize, oh my gosh, yeah, that is a, a low price for such and such service. We need to elevate. And I think that the podcast, Paul's book now. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy Shout to out feel. To Paul yeah. Jameson, Green Industry Podcast. Got his new book out. Go check that out. Yeah. The fact that you can have all of these resources now with just the click of a button on your phone, I think is extremely powerful and will really, really elevate things for us. 
A hundred percent. I agree. Um, before we transition to the final, uh, fun part of the, mm-hmm. uh, the new fun part of the show where you randomly pick some questions out of the pod decks, um, was there any, any parting words or anything that you had with what we talked about, like snow services, sure. business in general, a young, you know, you're a young yeah. guy, but you, you are very knowledgeable. And, um, I've said this, uh, Joe DePace, you know, Joe Love DePace, Joe. yeah, like wise beyond your years, you know, so sure. and I'm, I'm sure your experiences in life have definitely helped with that and being involved with a lot of other like-minded folks mm-hmm. and social media kind of helps get, grow your mindset sure. too. So what do you have to advice? To it give? may sound like a cliche, but if you truly have a dream, you really need to chase after that dream. You're going to have people who are chatting in the background. That's just noise. You, if you are dialed in and you have an idea, for instance, I really wanted a house over the past six months. We honed in on, you know, okay, this is what we need to make. We need to do this and that to get there. Let's make it happen. There shouldn't yeah. be any reason to stop you unless there's a global pandemic, right. of course, right? right? But, but that should just slow you down, not necessarily stop you. Exactly. I feel you need to just be confident and aware of what you're doing. Um, we were talking briefly about pricing. And if a customer is going to question you on a certain price of something, you need to have in your back pocket this is why I'm charging what I'm charging. You can't just go, oh, well, you got to be confident. And when your customer is confident in you and you're confident in your abilities, everything just follows suit and how it's supposed to go. So I feel really being confident in yourself and in your business, I think you can do anything. That's awesome advice. I appreciate that. Um, so before we go, we're going to uh, go through these pod decks and, you know, we'll see maybe uh, at least one, maybe two. You know, we did two with, with Brian, but, you know, Brian, Brian's a talker. So <laughs> if we, if we do rapid fire, maybe we can uh, pop out some more, but okay. you know, I, I, everybody loves, you know, what Brian says. I mean, we just hang on every word. He just yeah. like this philosophical dude and he's just got a, a great charismatic personality. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just giving you, giving you a smack there, Brian, right. just like you do to me. That's so all good. We, we, we love you, Brian. Um, but you know, short story long, right? <laughs> all right. Let me uh, shuffle these, these cards real quick here. All right, Brian loves that part. He's like, "Man, you're you're really good at shuffling, man." <laughs> so consistent. Yeah, these are crispy, brand new cards, so they sound really good. All right. So All right. Now, will I read out. this or will you read it? And you can I read it. Okay. Yeah, Brian Perfect. read it. I feel like that goes well. What technology do you wish existed? Mm. Well, it'd be pretty cool if you could uh, teleport your plow truck from site to site and you didn't have to worry about traffic. That'd be there pretty you cool. Go. Yeah. yeah, traffic and the Some bad teleportations. Roads. Yeah, the bad roads and conditions and whatnot. And your people are getting stuck, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I just got to get." Let's to go, the... people. Yeah, I'm just gonna push you out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you have your your little Toyota Prius right now, and it's three inches of snow on the ground. Yeah, funny story. You know, we don't get a whole lot of snow in Virginia. We normally get one storm a year, but it's been two years, and we've been pretty much. It's just been like. Not even this, like okay. barely this. And we're like, oh man, like just the kids just want to play in the snow yeah. or go sleigh riding or whatever without having to go to the local ski mountain, you know, like 45 minutes away and pay, you know, mm-hmm. we just want to go down the, yeah. the hill. Go down but, the park. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, kind of weird with that. You know, we're, we're used to a little more snow than that. But, um, when we were getting more snow consistently, there was a time when I worked in retail management and I had a Jeep similar to the, the one that I rented 
for the okay. case just in case of the snow you yeah. know i wanted to have all-wheel drive four-wheel sure. drive. it was a cheap compass the exact same one as that but an older version and i never got stuck in anything yeah. right because it's four-wheel drive or whatever and i would just be stuck behind other people stuck Correct. i was so frustrated i was ready mm-hmm. to just like drive into people's yards like to go around the people <laughs> go around stuck the mailbox the yeah, yeah. I'm like i'm just gonna find my own path four-wheel drive it because i need to get to work exactly you, know? you guys I can't be like, late you guys are spinning your tires and trying to back up and making it worse and you're just you're just making this whole big pile up in the yeah. middle of this intersection no one's no accident going They're anywhere just stuck and i'm like oh my gosh so that would be so frustrating when you are not the one that's going to get stuck but you're behind everybody else's yeah. don't want people know how to drive come on we get snow at least once a year come that, on guys. that's the nice thing about you know plowing during the middle of the night no one's out right yeah but true when you get storms like these kind of midday um those it, it be can be very frustrating because you do have some people that unfortunately they have no means to be on the road yeah yeah all right, let's try another one. All right. You want to do another one? Yeah, let's do another one. We'll go for it here. All right. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Yikes. <laughs> so is that like something you want to change, I guess? Like something yourself? Yeah. What would I... I would say um, learning to control my anxiety. Um, I, you know, like I said, I'm... I get stressed when uh, snowstorms come. I wish I uh, was able to just kind of tune it out. And the snow's going to do ultimately what the snow's going to do. I have no control over it. Um, so I would say being just more in tune with my anxiety and not letting it just like, if I know there's a snowstorm coming 24 hours before the storm, <laughs> right. I'm Don't a different person. Out for 24 hours. Yeah. Just be like, all right, what's the plan? You know, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the plan. All right. Let's put a plan B and, and C just in case. Right. And, just do it, you know? Chill out, yeah, yeah, chill. Take a nap. Do a something. podcast with yeah, Taylor, you yeah, know? Yeah, Hopefully I'm not making this more stressful for you. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. You, you no, know? I actually really enjoy the uh, distraction. That's good. Yeah, 43 minutes just went by and you had no idea. Uh, no, no clue. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's just snowing. I'm starting to get anxious. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let's try one more. Let's okay, go cool. for three this episode. All right. Sweet. All right. What do you value most in your friends? Ooh, that's a good Ooh, one. that is really good. Um, what I value most, it's kind of a, a two answer. It would be reliability in your friends and then not keeping tabs or score. So for instance, I have a really, really good buddy, Louie. And Louie and I met uh, in high school. He was a foreign exchange student from France. And then he ultimately went to Grand Valley and then he went to Northwestern, got his master's, really smart kid. Wow. Um, but I know that I can call Louie anytime, any, any, any day of the week, and he will be there if I need help with something. Vice versa, he can call me. Now, has Louie been helping me a lot more? You know, when we moved um, into our house, I there was a time where the shop that I was currently at, the lady sold the property, and it was just amazing how it all fell into place where I was able to purchase a house. Now the JLC headquarters is kind of here too. But Louie is always there for me, and I feel that I'm always there for him. And I feel like as long as you're not keeping tabs on a friendship, like, you know, oh, I helped you last week, you should help. As long as it just flows as the friendship, I feel like that's that's a true deep friendship. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's great. I, I appreciate you playing along with the pod decks there. And, um, and I appreciate you letting me, you know, work with my schedule. You know, I came a little bit later than, than I wanted to, but hopefully it all worked out and the snow is kind of a little weird and, 
Um, I guess you might be doing something. We'll see if we're going out. Do you have any zero tolerance? I do not. The the closest to zero tolerance is an inch, and it's uh, some sidewalks. So maybe I'll have to go out and take care of some sidewalks. Like, look at my driveway. I don't even have any salt on it, and it's It's melting. It's melting. Burning off. Yeah, as the pros call it, burning off, right? (laughs) So who knows? We'll uh, we'll just see what the weather's going to do, and if not, but thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, we were able to do it. Thank you for letting me come to your your new house and and check in. and your your Bernie's Mountain Dog. I got to get a little selfie. Yeah, you got to get a picture for your daughter. Yeah, right? because we just have a like I was saying off off uh, air. We have a, a burn mini Bernadoodle, which mm-hmm. is a Bernie's Mountain Dog and a mini poodle. Because otherwise, you'd have a massive dog if you mix sure. the Bernie's Mountain Dog. And you'd a have an eighty pound dog coming down poodle. the hallway. Yeah, yeah. So we have a, a it's a mini Bernadoodle. So it's a mix between the two. She's the cutest little thing. She may get around thirty pounds. Yeah. We already have a twenty something pound dog, so she'll probably be a little bit bigger than him. He's a Shiba Inu, which a lot of people don't even know what oh, that is. Oh, interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, if you've heard of an Akita, okay. He he's uh this like the same like cousin. You know, like, oh. Akitas are the big version. Yeah. Shibas are the smaller version. It's Akita Inu and okay. Shiba Inu, but people just call them Akitas. But so if you look it up, you'll well, basically it's the same thing. It's yeah. just smaller. So if you know what an Akita looks like, yeah. everyone listening and you're set. Jake, yeah, you know. you know it's just a smaller version. They got the cute curly tail. They kind of look like a husky. They got the pointed ears and all that. Um, but yeah, so we didn't want a massive dog, so we were like, well, let's get a sure. Shiba because you know he's got the he's, he's smaller, you know. But yeah. Well, you're in the wrong climate because they love snow. Yeah, I know. I know. Man. I feel bad. I, I feel bad. When I, I see people, with, a lot of people have huskies in Virginia. And it's like 100 degrees in the summer. Really? Like, What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when Paul came up that one for the, the summer tour when he started this whole tour thing, he had to happen to come up like on the weekend where it was the hottest weekend of the year. And we had like some record breaking days. It was like over 100 degrees. Sure. And we're just standing there like pouring sweat yeah. without even doing anything. So yeah. we get out of the car. Exactly. We're trying to like podcast. Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting how, you know, we. We went down to Texas to get our Bernice Mountain Dog, and they're a winter dog. Like Lola loves running around, so you're going to find a dog everywhere. Yeah. So as long as you're taking care of your dog, they're right. going to love it. Yeah, and there's different dogs for different people and different schedules, different temperament, personality. So you find the companion that works best exactly. for you, and you you just have fun with it. Yeah, so. for sure. All right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Naylor. I appreciate it. All right. Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. You've always had what it takes to make it happen, and we know the right tools can make it easier. At Strayer University, we're always thinking about new ways to set you up for success. That's why we give you a brand new laptop when you enroll in a bachelor's program, so you can start off on the right foot and keep striving. 
Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Eligibility rules, restrictions, and exclusions apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.